Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. Off the Cuff. Hey listeners, we uh, at Why Watch That. Ever so often, some artists that we're both fans of, or I'm a fan of, or the critics are a fan of, they transition and pass on. And we at Why Watch That always like to pause and give reverence to just the impact of that particular artist. We've done it in the past. And now is no exception with the amazing John Singleton, who unfortunately passed uh, as of taping um, a week ago, uh, April 29th to be exact. And this is, if you don't know who he is, I guarantee you, you know his work, or heard his work, and you definitely know some of the careers he, the the fruit of some of the careers he's been able to launch um, from his work. You definitely know some of the key players. Um, you and I both had a very interesting, um, re- not reaction, but an, an interesting impact that John Singleton had. Um, we have to start with the most infamous probably of all of his work as a director and writer we have to start with boys in the hood right that's where he started (laughs) that's where he started shockingly enough you know that was his first film Uh, it, it, it goes beyond spike lee meaning a lot of the the directors especially black directors heavily influenced by Spike Lee. But this was a different, it was different. Yeah. Very, very different. Do you remember where you were when you first watched this? Poison I do. I was in Baltimore in a movie theater. <laughs> me too. I don't know why my parents, like why they let me go, but it was it was a big deal. And I remember the press around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, who are some of the people in that? I mean, th- these are iconic people. Oh, Cuba Gooding Jr., uh, Ice Cube, who knew? Director, or uh, acting debut. Yeah, who knew he knew anything about acting? Either they don't know, you know, I mean, who knew? Morris Chestnut, and His acting debut. Lawrence Fishburne, who then was Larry Fishburne, I believe. (laughs) We had Angela Bassett. Come on, and remember, this is the same year that Kindergarten Cop came out and she was a flight attendant in that. Wow. Around the same time. Think about that for a second. We also had Nia Long and Regina King. Now, we have to say that. a 40. This, John Singleton had a great eye because everyone you named besides Larry Fishburne really was like really mm-hmm. are we gonna our cute little uh 227 girl 
Mm-hmm. Is she really gonna be carrying a forty? Yes. An un- unknown Nia Long, a very unknown Morris Chestnut, and I will never forget the impact of that film. Yeah. I watched on HBO the making, the behind the scenes, and that scene where um, they're kind of like the the showcasing the cars, you know, where the cars are kind of bouncing up and down. What he did to get everyone to have a um, more natural reaction to shootings is he just started shooting. Mm. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. shooting a gun, sounds of a gun. And everybody reacted and Ice Cube turned on that car and took off. (laughs) 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 But that was the kind of insight. Were there any other movies that impacted you? I mean, can we just pause though on (laughs) Boys of the Hood? And I always have to, whenever we talk about this, I have to mention Tyra Farrell when she flicked that cigarette. You and that cigarette. Because moments like that don't happen often. And to capture it. Yeah. I mean, you know, okay. So he started with a bang. And then I remember, um, well, first of all, Boys in the Hood was, really, you were talking about Spike. It was L.A. See, it, yes, what Spike yes. did for New York City, Absolutely. Don did for L.A. And that is not the same. And it was clear to me as an East Coaster yeah. what L.A. was about. Right. So that was the amazing thing, the universality of it, but also the specificity. Right. Then we got Poetic Justice. Oh, my gosh. And before that, he did Michael Jackson's Remember the Time. I'll never forget that. Yes. But yes, Poetic Justice. Holy moly. So, you know, Janet Jackson. Okay. We have Regina King again and Tyra Farrell again because he's a smart man. Yeah, yeah. Tupac. And Joe Torre. (laughs) (laughs) Candy Alexander, don't you forget that. Thank you. Well, you know, Candy Alexander. (laughs) Kelly and Candy Alexander. I'll say it that way. And a whole host of, I mean, Maya Angelou was in this. It's just a whole bunch of, Jennifer Lewis. My goodness. Yes, Ricky Harris. Come on. It's, it's just on and on. On and on and on. And, and again, he's pulling from music. Yeah. Not only Janet Jackson, not only Tupac. We also had Tone Look and Q-Tip just showing up in it. I mean. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. So, hey, is this Boys in the Hood? No. But once again, He's bringing his own perspective to movies, his L.A. perspective to the movies. Yeah, I I definitely have to say that for me, like, first of all, Janet Jackson nominated for an Oscar for Best Music. Like, that was huge for her. Golden Globe nominee. Yeah. Uh, She won the ASCAP that year. It's, again, a visionary, a person who can see beyond cute little dimpled Janet Jackson, who at that time really wasn't, you know, she was Janet Jackson, of course, but she wasn't, like, um, actress, you know. She wasn't doing any of the Tyler Perry, you know, dramatic <laughs> roles. And she who was knew Penny. that she, had, she was. And she was in fame. <laughs> she was. I mean, that's... I this mean, is a, different janet though right like how it's just like yeah it's just like with regina king it's like okay yes 
She was Penny in Good Times. Uh, mm-hmm. And then she was in Fame. Okay. So maybe with Fame, you start going, maybe. But the star of the film? Yeah. And look, again, is one of my favorite Janet Jackson songs. I heard from a friend today. Yeah. So, you know, hey, you, like you said, he just has an eye for casting that I don't think anybody else would see. No. Yeah. No, I, I, hands down, definitely one of the best pairings of two traditionally non-actor singers. Like, I haven't seen that kind of romantic pairing since of, of what we would consider non-actors. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he just did a good job. Then there was Higher Learning, which I remember seeing in the theater. Yes. And this was the Omar Epps era. <laughs> Basically, like, Omar Epps definitely was in an era. Um, Juice. Hey. You've got Ice Cube coming back. Mm-hmm. Tyra Banks, I remember her taking this role. She was at the very peak, like, very peaking as a um, t- top model, or not top model, but uh, uh, supermodel yeah. at that time. You've got Lawrence Fishburne, who's back. Regina King. These people keep returning because John keeps delivering. Is this one of my favorites? No, it's not. But it felt more Spike than it did previously. I mean, you've got, you know, Michael Rappaport in there. He's throwing it. Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. And you can say Michael Rappaport again. Yes, yes. Uh, And then we got, we did... He directed Rosewood. Yeah. Okay. So, like, he's going back in time there, trying to tell that kind of story. And then you get, he produced Woo. (laughs) Yes. With Jada Pinkett Smith. Okay. And Tommy Davidson. And then comes Shaft. Oh, I remember that. Now, this is Shaft of 2000. Yes, please clarify. Shaft played by Samuel L., Mm-hmm. And a little-known actor outside oh, of stage you know, circles, I'm... Jeffrey Wright. Uh, hello. Best thing about that movie. Yes. Go back and just look at Jeffrey Wright. <laughs> look at Christian Jeffrey Bale, Wright. <laughs> Tony Collette. <laughs> Ruben Santiago Hudson. Hey. hey. Lynn Thickman. I'm not laughing at these are great people. Like John Singleton, this was able. I can't. I can't. I can't. Anybody who cast Lynn Thinkpin deserves a medal. Yeah, I'm telling you. I can't with Lynn Thinkpin. And if you don't know Lynn Thinkpin, everybody, just oh go back God. and listen to us talk about Lead on Me, please. Oh my lord! Just go ahead and do it. Okay. And then. He helped to launch the career of Taraji P. Henson and Baby Boy. And Tyrese. And Tyrese Gibson, yeah. Which is one of the most ridiculous movies, I just have to say. You do not like this movie. (laughs) It's one of the most ridiculous movies ever. You know, it would be interesting to watch... um, To watch this as a comedy. (laughs) That's what I would do. Uh, But look... I will say this. You know I'm a fan ref of not holding back. They do not 
hold back in Baby Boy. No, they don't. I hate you, girl. Jowdy. And, um, okay, so Tyrese, we talked about Taraji making her film debut here. Yes. Omar Gooding is in it. A.J. Johnson from um, that little movie known as House Party mm-hmm. plays his mama, and she's with Ving Rhames. Like, <laughs> yes, yes. And I always think, not only of Tyrese and Taraji on the steps going up to the apartment arguing when I think about this movie, but I also think about him going into the beauty salons trying to sell clothes. Like, this, <laughs> that is Baby Boy. And he, John Singleton, spoke at Taraji's star. You know, when she get a star in Hollywood, um, he spoke at her ceremony and talked about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Four Brothers was next, which I remember also seeing in the movie theater. Oh, and before that, he did a Fast and Furious. I think the second one, again mm-hmm. back with Tyrese, uh, and then again with Tyrese with Four Brothers. Um, at that point, you have Mark Wahlberg. A very young and unknown Garrett Hudlin. Uh, Terrence Howard is showing up. Josh Charles! What are you doing there? Andre wow. 3000, who at that time was Andre Benjamin. Again, <laughs> he said, Tyrese, Chewatel! You didn't know that. Mm. Was in Four Brothers. Chewatel, Taraji, of course, shows up, along with a ton of other folks that just pop in and out. The thing, the gist of all of what we're saying here is if John Singleton was making a movie or a TV show, people wanted to be in it. He had so much street cred. He went on and started doing TV shows after that, directing things here and there. He did an episode of Empire. Um, He did a movie um, called Abduction at one point. American Crime Story was able to direct a movie there. Rebel was able to do that. Billions. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we get to his um, last TV show endeavor, which you've watched. Yes, Snowfall. And and they're continuing um, in his name. Uh, So, yeah, I I think it's very interesting how he went into TV as a director. Now, look, he didn't just direct an episode of American uh, Crime Story, The People vs. O.J. Simpson. He directed the race card episode. Yes, which, yeah. 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 He also did a 30 for 30 uh, series, which is a it's a documentary series about sports that ESPN has on Marion Jones. Mm. So, you know, he's doing a lot of things. He even directed the 81st Academy Awards. Wow. He had directed a segment, I'll say, in there. <laughs> so, you know, he was diversifying. He was uh, now starting, like you said, to create TV shows. And man, we just lost him too soon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but as you can see, I mean, just going through his filmography here, Ref, it brought me to tears laughing, which is always a good sign because he made a mark. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And uh, don't forget, he was the very first African-American to be nominated for Best Director yes. at the Oscars. He was and the, the youngest. youngest. That's mm-hmm. right. As well. So this man is a trailblazer and he is an artist because he brought himself That's to right. his work. John, we salute you. May you rest in peace. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, 
visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.